For today's episode, I'd like to highlight the work of a fantastic industry charity. The film and TV charity supports people in the UK film and TV industry at every stage of their career and beyond. From their important work on mental health, which led to the creation of the whole picture programme, and their help for crew being affected by COVID-19. If you, a member of your family or a friend who works in the industry, needs help or someone to talk to, please go to filmtvcharity.org.uk. Let's get started. Okay, so hello, film family. We have got um, another hashtag trending with someone who has done a full episode. He's Tony Crouch, the lovely man, the legend. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening at the minute in the industry. So what is going on in the film industry as we speak? So hi, guys. So for us in, um, in commercials, if you want to sort of put it in a section, obviously it's similar with feature films and Netflix shows and probably corporate videos and a few other things and music videos that basically the industry roughly around 10 days ago began to slowly but very surely grind to a halt where we just found production after production closing down with sort of fairly immediate effect in relation to the uh, COVID-19 epidemic and slowly but surely everybody's jobs that were in the future that were lined up they basically all just got taken away and cancelled or they got slightly prolonged and then they got cancelled and then in the end basically the whole industry give or take is now in full shutdown and there is no jobs or likelihood of any shoots possibly within the next three, four, five, six months, if depending on your opinion of when the economy might recover or when the industry might begin to start to feel it's safe to advertise again. So what, because you've been shooting, you're a very busy man and you were shooting kind of whilst it was all starting to shut down. So were there certain things that you did on set that were different to normal? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, sort of credit where credit was due for the production that I worked on last week, which was my last shoot was a three day shoot in a sort of small, barely small East London studio. Um, basically, you know, they were, they were brilliant. You know, obviously there was lots of discussion, lots of um, opportunity to voice your opinion about health and safety, about how you felt about coming to the shoot. Uh, we had a member of the crew, uh, in fact, a HOD who literally drove to the shoot um and he didn't get out of his car he very kindly called the dop and he called the director and spoke to them he announced that he wasn't feeling very well he said he was feeling some symptoms but instead of bringing it into the studio he just wanted to say he was sorry and they you know the crew were great the director was great the producer was great he went home pretty much straight away and we just wished him his best um and then we sort of rang around and got another sort of member of his department to come and take over and he was Mm -hmm. fine the actual studio itself and the production company were brilliant. They issued uh, guidelines of how we were going to work, which began with certain zones within the studio where the set was one zone, the equipment would be in one zone. Several when you say crew, equipment, is that all equipment like or specific? Equipment, well, specific, like lighting equipment, it was in one side of the stage that only the lighting guys would go and touch and, you know, and, and they would have their gloves on, obviously, and they had sanitising spray and stuff like that if they felt that they needed it. And then we had our department on one side and then we had camera department and me on the other. And then the crew would try and keep a relatively safe distance. And then we had hand sanitising stations throughout the sort of areas of where we were working. 
and then into the kitchen area of the studio there was two members of staff that basically controlled that whole zone so the food was brought in they prepared it they kept the station really clean as much as they could obviously you know within lots of did guidelines you up, did you have to queue up for we food up separately um, and then they would we would sit at tables and we would sit sort of one to two meters apart on each table and then they would bring the food to us and then if we wanted drinks they would bring drinks and obviously they would take everything away and then they would spend the afternoon you know, washing everything in lots of hot water, dishwasher and everything after everything, and then sanitizing and sanitizing. So the crew never really went in the kitchen or, or the food area. We kind of tried to keep everybody in an area that they were supposed to be. Mm. Um, and then we just checked in with each other. We had a thermometer station. Um, we had antiseptic spray that we would spray little bits every now and then. And obviously we were then washing our hands quite a lot. We had a member of the production team that was obviously every now and then, if we get a bit, tied into the chute she'd go come on time to wash your hands and so we were looked after okay and then we having a little off. someone reminding you just like yeah, a little pro and we had tissues and stations and you know blowing nose stations and bins that were sealed and so you you know if you needed to blow your nose not necessarily if you were ill but obviously we were in a dusty studio some people suffer from hay fever some people suffer from allergies some people maybe have just had a little runny nose and a slight sore throat you know but what happened was if anybody showed real symptoms like fever high temperature mm -hmm. coughing for more than you know obviously they were asked if if that was the case then not to come in and to go home which we kind of all agreed if that happened to each and any one of us you know that would be the way you know mm -hmm. um and we were asked to just go home and come back to the studio not to go anywhere else or if we were going to a hotel um to go there and back i i i because i live so far away i chose to stay at a local hotel so i just literally went to the hotel checked in shoot hotel shoot hotel shoot home so i didn't really go anywhere i didn't really mingle with anybody mm. but it also said i didn't and have to you, drive to out back. i was just gonna say like you know film sets are very you're in on each other we're quite close to each other, you know, ADs and directors of our monitors, people come over your shoulder. How did that work itself out? Well, we sort of put out, we put out more monitors, which I didn't mind as a sort of, you know, free charge, if you like. I didn't really charge for that, but we just put monitor stations. So we'd have one for the director and another person and one for any other ones we wanted to watch. And then, you know, and, and in terms of our shoot, we had our client that were, our client for the shoot were in Switzerland, so they never came. Our agency were in Paris, so they never came. So we were streaming to them on a remote link so they could watch it wherever they were in their own room. And then they were all WhatsApping each other to discuss how we were shooting. So that kind of worked wow. really well. Yeah. So it limited the amount of people even being on the actual set or in the studio. Um, mm. And then the other thing we did is obviously we kind of had iPad. So if anybody wanted to watch on their own iPad, you know, we could stream it to their iPad. Mm -hmm. So it could then be wiped down and cleaned every day. Wardrobe, makeup, we had, gaffers, yeah. anyone like that that wanted to look at monitors. So, um, so we, we kind of, you know, we made a situation work because we were, we, were, we were kind of obviously, you know, some productions were so far into the production before the, all the real major changes happen that they mm. wanted to continue. You know, and obviously as a self-employed person, we were happy to because we didn't know how long we were going to be filming for ever again. So we were obviously happy to take the work while we got it. And we, you know, so far so good. We've all stayed in touch and nobody else has sort of come down with anything. And 
and our producers obviously taking the responsibility to email us once a week to say anybody feeling unwell so I can let the people know that that one of the crew is unwell yeah. so which I thought was great you know yeah. you know obviously and then yeah then from a personal perspective anything you're doing at home have you what has well, it affected I, life yeah I mean from a personal perspective obviously it's changed massively I mean um I'm at home and we know I've got two children. Um, you know, my wife's a teacher, so she's a key worker. So she's teaching today. Um, and my t- children have gone to school this morning um, because it was easier for us as a family to do that. But yesterday we had a full homeschooling day and tomorrow we'll have a full homeschooling day and possibly Thursday and Friday, depending on how many children go to my wife's school. Obviously, if my mm-hmm. wife doesn't work, then we won't send our children to their school um yes. so yeah i mean it's obviously a massive change you know as a, you know financially it's like anyone it's going to be very very tough and quite frankly nobody really knows how tough because as a as a, as a sector of society the self-employed or the freelancers or the single limited companies we are yet to be included within that realm of of government help i mean we will do because there's enough of us to knock on the door and say, hang on a minute, you know, the universal credit of £93 is not going to, you know, as, as grateful as you should be for the £93, mm. that's not going to cover what we are used to earning or spending. I mean, we, obviously everybody's spending is going to change, and yeah. but we do need as much help as those are employed, you know. It's a time to recalibrate. Time to recalibrate. And everything, you know, everything that we were just kind of going full steam ahead and it was like, earn loads, spend loads, earn loads, spend loads. It's like, okay, let's just chill out. Well, let's just put the brakes on everything. You know, if we're not earning loads, let's not let's stop spending loads. Um, you know, let's stop buying things that we don't necessarily need. Let's stop overindulging and the gluttony of it all, which, you know, I'm massively guilty of in some respects because, you know, we live life, by, you know, you know, hand to mouth and quickness and mm. oh, let's just order that. I'll get that delivered. That's ready for tomorrow. We sort that. That's that done. And I need that. Well, we don't need, you know, and, you, and you're in the motion and it's so built into your DNA yeah. that you just don't think. Now, the only way you're going to think is if a, if you get shocked. Well, you've just this had the shock. This, this is, is it. The this is the yeah. taser. It's the taser to make you look at your outgoings, you know, it's to make you see, right, what can I cut back on? What do I need? What do I need to survive on? How long have I got roughly before I maybe start earning again? If I do start earning again, am I going to be earning what I was earning pre this pandemic? You know, mm. so you have to think of that. And it's, you know, there's there's so many unanswered questions, obviously, like everybody. But I just, you know, I feel that, you know, there's lots of life coaching and things like that that maybe some people can take and listen to and help them with. That, you know, obviously, anxiety is going to go through the roof for a lot of people, and everybody's going to be a lot of worry. And you know, it is traumatic. But you know, there's a lot of things that, are, that you can't control and that are out of your control. And you have to put faith. I always say these things. You know, you have to put faith. You know in the good humans okay some of the bad humans might have caused some of this but there are good humans that will rebalance that mm. that are thinking stuff up that are coming up with plans and ideas of how to not fix but you know like i maybe i've said before in our podcast it's adapt yeah you know you've got to change and adapt to the new lifestyle you know and, you, and once you've adapted i mean it's going to be hard i'm not saying that i'm not going to sit and have meltdown moments i probably am you know yeah. um but I will have moments where I go, right, okay, you know, this is what's important. We're lucky. We've got a house. 
we've got food that we can afford that can come in you know we can take a mortgage break for three months that will help you know I'm lucky enough that maybe my four-year-old, five-year-old, who's running around like, with the biggest smiles on his face at the moment, who has no idea what's going on, and it kind of makes it all worthwhile because mm. it just brings you back down to earth again. You know, you know what's important is running around, getting him dressed, and you know, you know, playing around with him and doing silly games because that's what he loves to do, and that kind of gives you a bit of a break from it all. Then I've got a ten-year-old who's understanding what's going on, who's being really clever about it, and he's obviously understand that he can't have the things that he was maybe looking forward to for his birthday, but he can see that the world is changing. He knows if I'm not at work, he knows that I'm not earning any money because he's been brought up. If that is a work, it means daddy's gone to earn some money to, to help for the house. Mm. If that's not a work, then there's no money <laughs> so, yeah. you know, at the moment. So yeah, yeah, you know, that's, that's definitely been one change um, that's going to happen. I think there'll be plenty. More. There's going to be loads of changes and, going to keep these little apps small so as a last little final word if you were to be you know that out of body experience looking down at yourself when you're at you're having those little bit of a wobble what advice would you want to give to yourself that other people might find useful for those little dark moments well i just think you know possibly you know there's 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 an old old saying there's always going to be somebody who's having it harder than you are and I think if you can just take a bit from that and just try and remain grateful for what you have and just think that if you can help other people in that situation, or it will take you out of your life and it will put you into a better place. It might seem difficult and you might feel like you want to be selfish and survival and look after the people in your own bubble, which I get. You know, Everybody's going to want to do it to some extent because that's just nature. But if you can just slightly step back from yourself and just have a look, just take a physical step back and go, right, this is what's happening. What can I change? What can I control? I can't control that. I can change that. Okay, what can we do to make it better? What can I do to improve on it? What is upsetting me? That's upsetting me. Okay. It's not a can't. It's a let's see how we can. Nice. You see? And then, 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 you know, and you're going to fail, but it's okay to fail because everybody's going to fail a bit. And then yeah. there's some bit you're going to go, thank God I did that because that's worked. And that might just be the little bit and the little bit. And then eventually just rely a little bit on yourself and humans and mankind and hopefully a bit more compassion. And then we will get through this and come out the other side. And maybe people might be nicer to each other. Maybe people might be more courteous to other people. Nice. Maybe people won't, you know, buy so much stuff that just goes straight into a bin. Yeah. you know and it will be better things will change and, and look, be- when we're not isolating yeah i'm coming around because that dvd collection behind your shoulder brother I looks mean, amazing i mean it's so retro now i mean I, come on let's uh, do it uh, 007 um that's it that's all i've been looking at i'm like i'm doing everything on it because it's got me 007 on the sleeves i love it i love and how it's all still in order you know, some people might just like move a couple just to freak you out. heart <laughs> palpitations. Well, look, mate, thanks for coming on. Thank you for chatting. Film family, I hope you get some lovely little bits out of this. We're all in it together. It will, it will end. There will be, you know, we're going to be filming soon. If not in the next couple of months, you know, whenever it is, we're going to be all on film sets again. And hopefully we all make it through keeping safe. Love to the family, dude. 
Yeah, likewise. And come on, family, until we meet again, that is a wrap. So that was a chat with the king or queen in the game. I give it a shout at the end so you all know the name. It's the Film Gods Podcast. The what? The Film God Podcast.